Hello and welcome to our next episode of Talk Concord, a City of Concord, New Hampshire podcast. This podcast brings you information about current and future happenings centered on why Concord is a great place to live, work, play, and invest. I'm Stephanie Breton, Public Information Officer, and today I'm joined by representatives from the Concord Multicultural Festival. Thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's so great. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Um, we're talking about this year's festival, which is uh, Sunday, September 24th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Keach Park on the Heights. So before we get into the um, background on the festival, could you both introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about um, what you do as far as organizing this? Sure. So I'm Jessica Livingston. I'm the director. I This will be my 10th year, but ninth festival because of COVID. Um, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've been doing this for about 10 years and it is just such a wonderful event. Um, we have a huge committee of volunteers and then on the day of we have like a ton more volunteers. So it's certainly not just me. I'm so fortunate to have so many people on the team, um, but I'm happy to, you know, be the person organizing all of the stuff behind the scenes and making it happen. Hello, I'm Ghana Sharma. Uh, I'm uh, one. I was one of the committee member before then now, but now I'm co-chair. Mm-hmm. Currently working as a food vendor coordinator too. And uh, we did much more since tenth uh, year, as uh, Jessica said mentioned. And this would be my eleventh year too because mm-hmm. I work one year prior to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, so just some background for anyone who isn't uh, familiar with the festival. It, the Concord Multicultural Festival <clears throat> is an annual event in September to celebrate the beauty of diversity in the capital region, featuring food, performances, art, activities, parade of flags, all presented by our local community members. Each year, the Concord Multicultural Festival festival features a full lineup of performances, food vendors, craft vendors, artists, activities, uh, the parade of flags that I mentioned, uh, which represents more than 70 cultures from around the world presented by people who live, again, work locally right here in the community. It is organized by a diverse and dedicated group of individuals, businesses, and organizations, which you mentioned you have a big team. It's a true community event, and they are always looking for new community members, uh, committee committee members from the community. They welcome anyone interested to join, so we just wanted to mention that as well. The mission is to foster an appreciation for diversity by providing engaging opportunities to share and learn about the many different cultures of the capital region and create a welcoming community for all. So would you like to talk a little bit about, um, in addition to that, just how this got started? Sure. So it actually started um, in the Uh, mid-2000s. There was a time when the refugee, there were a lot of refugees being resettled here in Concord. And as many people who have lived here for a long time know, that Concord was about 98% white at that point. Mm -hmm. So um, when we were getting refugees from, um, you know, Afghanistan and uh, the Bhutanese, community was starting to be resettled here and a few other communities that, you know, didn't look like the rest of the people here in New Hampshire. Um, 
So there was a group of people from the Greater Concord Area Task Force Against Racism and Intolerance. It's a long name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They pulled together some community circles to try to figure out how they can welcome the new Americans as well as, um, you know, introduce them to the community and help, you know, kind of foster that connection with our new neighbors. So, you know, to alleviate any fears or, you know, misconceptions that may have, there may have been. Um, and out of those circles, uh, they decided that Concord loves big events and community events, and they decided to start a festival. And so it ran for, I think, seven years. Um, and it was done, again, like strictly volunteer and very grassroots, and, um, but it was such a beloved event. And I always knew that. Personally, I had never attended it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on that seventh year, I was doing a separate community event, and we partnered with the Multicultural Festival. And um, the following year, the Multicultural Festival organizers decided they weren't going to do it. And then um, the community emphatically said that it needs to happen. And I was like, what do you want me to do about it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But after talking to a lot of people in the community and realizing, like, how much it means to everybody and people really wanted to help, Mm -hmm. um, but nobody wanted to take the lead, I decided to take the lead on it um, because I was an experienced community event organizer and can manage volunteers. And... Um, I always tell people, like, that was the best decision of my life. It absolutely changed my life, changed the course of my career. And, um, you know, I've made so many wonderful relationships and learned so much. My world has literally been, my eyes have been open to, like, the whole world, literally, um, mm-hmm. because I have friends from all over the world now. And it was just such a, it was such a wonderful experience for me who grew up here in New England and didn't travel very much at all. Um, so anyway, so I put my professional touch on it, and it's and it's still just as beloved as before, and it's just grown so much. We've been able to make so many impacts, um, you know, behind the scenes. For instance, like we partner with the New Hampshire Food Bank because uh, mm-hmm. the food is the biggest, is the most popular part of the whole festival, but it's so complicated to do just yeah. the food safety and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So they're such a wonderful partner. But out of that partnership, we've also helped um, Batuo's Kitchen open. She's been able to get certified, um, serve safe certified thanks to the food bank. And then she started her business through the Culinary Artist in Residence program at the Capitol Center. Um, Ghana mm-hmm. is now serve safe certified. Um, Cindy, our other co-chair who does all the performances, she's been able to She's now on the traditional artist roster at the New Hampshire State Council on the Arts. And just all of, I could go on and on, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's great. Those are great examples, yeah. And it's such a beautiful event, but Mm -hmm. it's so much more than just an event. So I just, I really like to highlight all of the things that happen behind the scenes and beyond just the day of the festival. Right, it's not just one day. And obviously a lot of work goes into it before the one day and after, (laughs) but Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, Jessica mentioned everything so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will mention in my turn. Yeah. Okay. Anything. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question, which is um, what can you tell someone about the event if they have never attended, if it's kind of brand new to them? 
Um, uh, in my opinion, uh, there are several ways that we uh, connect the people each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we have easy way the media we can do that, and especially making family friends. We can convey that message and convince if we are five minutes rather than spending our time in some other unrealistic thing. We talk about uh, this festival is some sort of um, treatment for uh, most of us that we engage in one thing all the time. Uh, it has some sort. It uh, festival gives some sort of refreshment and connection. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, there are so many things that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I myself is very proud that how we started and how it's going on now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so important, I think, like what Donna is saying about the connection. And um, because I remember back in like a little before 2020, where, you know, there's just so, and in 2020, like there's just so much, so much happening in the world and so mm-hmm. much strife. You know, when you're an activist or somebody who really cares and you're out there, like, fighting for what's good and all of that. But somebody said, you know, about the multicultural festival, about one of the volunteers, they said it to a volunteer. They're like, well, you know, that's nice, but, you know, we're out there fighting for, you know, our rights and things like that. And and I felt like they, they didn't quite get the value of doing a festival like this or a celebration. And, yes, they were, like, you know, life life and death things out there that we have to fight for but we also have to remember why we're fighting and who we're fighting for and we also have to celebrate and rest and relax and refresh like Ghana said and and just bringing the whole community together over these shared you know everybody loves food everybody loves music and fun and activities it's just such a beautiful way to you know rejuvenate and keep on trying to make the world a better place yeah yeah, it definitely is a great way to bring people together. And that kind of leads to my next question, which is food, because I know we're going to talk a little bit about food. So that is definitely one of the highlights every year. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the food options and how that works? Yeah. Uh, there are altogether uh, more than uh, 15 to 20 different varieties of food that mm-hmm. this this year we have planned to serve in our they are also available in international cuisine, uh, cuisine, mm-hmm. cuisine all around the United States too. And all are fast food and some are traditional, cultural and so many things, only particular type of people they know, but now it is famous everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the, those foods uh, food are cooked safely with uh, serve safe and mm-hmm. um, trained food vendor and kept safe day earlier. And those safe will um, bring those food uh, the following day at the festival safely and with their inspection, mm-hmm. the food will be open in designated time. Yeah. And uh, every food vendors are overseen by the licensed cook or serve safe at the booth while serving. Mm-hmm. And this year already I told more than 20 plus, I have, I have no any math in my, <laughs> my I'm sure there's a lot, yeah. <laughs> I have counted like that and there are some other business, uh, South Asian 
our international food vendors too mm-hmm. our food truck mm-hmm. right and those are also partially overseen by uh, the city personnel too mm-hmm. this yeah. is the way we serve food for yeah that day on 23rd of september will be my longest day yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right yeah, while you get prepared <laughs> right yeah. that's like a, such a um a fun day and i never get to go because i'm always busy like prepping at the park um mm-hmm. but ghana gets to go spend the whole day at the food bank and the food bank chefs love it um mm. and a couple years ago so we have like all of the non-licensed food vendors go down there and prep and cook all of their food so it's just like and they have a beautiful commercial kitchen it's like state of the art and um i had some friends go down and volunteer one day cuz they need help with like dishes and and prepping and things like that mm-hmm. um but it was always really hard to get people to go but then my friends went down and afterwards they're like that was the best day ever. We got to try the foods. I was going to so say, it sounds fun. like it's really delicious. Like, yeah. You should, yes. you should <laughs> offer this as like a sponsorship thing. Like you should have people mm-hmm. pay for this experience. I'm like, if you want to pay to volunteer. <laughs> so it's it's always such a fun thing. And I'm sad that I miss it, but I always hear stories and, and we get photos. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like we have um, the non-licensed food vendors are people from our community who just want to share their food and their culture with people. Um, it's also a great way for them to bring in some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have for the licensed food vendors are local businesses and restaurants who have a food business and um, they come and sell their food too. So it's it's a nice way to like get a huge variety of food like all in one stop. It's, um, we usually have about 20 total. Mm-hmm. So and it's definitely everyone's favorite. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed that when I've gone. And um, I was just amazed because my daughter tried a few things Mm -hmm. that I was surprised that she tried, but she loved it. So I just think that element, too, of exposing kids to different cuisine is really neat, too. And music, obviously, not just the food, but it's such a variety, which is great. So before uh, 2015 or so, we used to we had a hard time to get the kitchen (laughs) and then to manage that one and uh, especially uh, uh, license officers yeah. uh, to oversee and uh, we have to give biggest thank to New Hampshire Food Bank mm-hmm. really and the personnel amazing. officers over there mm-hmm. um, CF and all like Paul and Jason yeah. and they did the biggest job to promote this festival mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah we could not do yeah. the food without the food partnership. Yeah, that's an amazing partnership. Yeah. So shout out to them for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about maybe some of the other um, performances, music, other activities going on? Yeah. So we have um, Cindy do- is our entertainment director and she is like, she's got everything wrapped up, ready to go, um, mm-hmm. and which it's hard because now that like it's getting closer and we're starting to publicize it more, people are like, well, I want to perform, but we, she's had the schedule done for the past month. Um, so mm-hmm. we have like five straight hours, 11 to five, six hours of mm-hmm. entertainment just back to back. So you get like a little bit of, you know, the performances are like five to 15 minutes each. So it's just like little tastes of it, but it's just, it's always exciting. There's always dancing. There's always, um, you know, the, it's just music for everybody and some of it's interactive and um it's just it's such a beautiful it's such a you you know 
you get all of the benefits of eating the delicious food, but then just witnessing all of the performances and how mm -hmm. people engage and interact is really kind of a magical thing. And I think we made the decision to move it to Keach Park a few years ago. Um, we used to always do it at the State House, which was really kind of symbolic. Um, but the logistical challenges were a little harder. Um, and also we realized like we weren't getting anybody from the refugee community down there because they didn't have transportation. Right, um, yeah. So one day it dawned on us, let's just move it to Keach Park. And since we did, um, it's so it just it made such an impact on me the first year because I saw like there were tons of refugee kids there, new American kids. And mm -hmm. I was like, imagine how powerful this must be for them to see people who look like them up on stage being celebrated and mm -hmm. and all of that and they get to like be there and you know feel like they're part of the community and I have goosebumps yeah but it was that just really like there was one point where I realized like this is this was like a great decision but and this is why and so many other reasons why and um you know, David Gill always says, like, you should have been here the whole time. Like, this right. is where you should be. And he's so, so fun to work with because he really gets it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we just love being there. And it just makes total sense. It's a park, right? Like, you can just, mm -hmm. um, I would recommend to anybody coming to, like, bring a blanket or bring chairs and just stay for the whole day. There's just stuff to do all day long, especially if the weather's good. It's so nice to just, like, be there for the whole day. Yeah, it's a, it, it definitely is a great location. And yeah, like you said, even if it's like kind of warm and sunny, there's some shade. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think having it in the park is, is great for all those reasons yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, it just really brings people together in a great way. So one thing that also happens prior to the festival that I just wanted to mention while you were here is um, welcoming week. Because mm -hmm. I know sometimes people ask, you know, oh, what are the flags on Main Street? Yeah. So just to talk about that a little bit, uh, Welcoming Week brings together neighbors of all backgrounds to build strong connections and affirm the importance of welcoming an, an inclusive community. And this year it is September 8th through the 17th. So you want to talk a little bit about that and maybe some ways community members can participate? Yes. Yep. So Welcoming Week is something that's done nationally by Welcoming America. And that is their mission that you just read. Um, our festival usually takes place on the final day of Welcoming Week, but because of the Jewish high holidays this year, we had to push it out a week. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of have like a bonus week of Welcoming Week. So, mm -hmm. um, But what we try to do is get um, businesses and organizations and groups to kind of do their own things to honor the mission of Welcoming Week. Um, so... Steve Dupree was kind enough to purchase the flags or to donate the flags several years ago. And so every year the city puts those up for us. Um, and that was such a profound addition, too, because we were seeing just on Instagram, like people taking photos and being like, wow, like I actually feel really represented here. And I, I didn't know, you know, and it just it makes such an impact for people. Um, so we have the flags up. They The flags will be up the week of the 18th through the 24th, so during the week prior to the festival. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a few activities that we do. So we are partnering with Red River Theater. We're going to do a movie in the park again at Keach Park. That'll be on September 22nd. That's a Friday okay. night. Um, the Capital Center for the Arts is putting on a free concert for the neighborhood at the community center. 
um, featuring the Wear Band, which is like a Central African band. Um, and then we are just inviting other organizations to, you know, think of ways that they can either present something that is multicultural or do a message. Um, some of the ideas that we've had are like a bookstore or a library could feature, you know, immigrant authors or mm-hmm. um, the chamber last year, the Chamber of Commerce did a, um, they had all the businesses post pictures of I'm a welcomer. Yeah, I remember um, that. That was, was really nice cool. too. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a broader message. Um, mm-hmm. Restaurants can feature a special dish. Um, there's all kinds of ways to do it. We've also talked about like having like essay contests or mm-hmm. things, you know, on a certain topic. Um, this year, Welcoming Week isn't having a theme, um, but last year's theme was where we belong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important question. Like I still think about it all the time or that topic because, um, and what I like about it is that it's not all like, you know, it's not all lovey-dovey it's not about like oh everybody's welcome it's like having those conversations about you know where we belong and so for me as a white presenting woman like where I belong I feel where I belong in certain places in some places I don't feel like I belong there but imagine you know what people who weren't born here like where they feel they belong or don't belong or people of color Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just you know I invite everybody to reflect on that question and that topic of, you know, where we belong and how other people feel where they belong. Um, but again, this year, there's there's not really a theme. Um, it's just kind of um, doing all of the engaging the community and doing the different activities. Yeah, those are great ideas. Yeah, so just so people know, the flags will go out a little bit after Welcoming Week, but it will still be kind of a welcoming week leading up to the festival, which right. will be nice. So. Are there some other ways people can can get involved in the festival? Obviously, attending is a big one. Um, we mentioned volunteers. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to mention? Yeah, so we, um, we're we always looking for volunteers. This year, we're trying to make the volunteer experience a little better because it can be really chaotic. Yeah. Um, so we're looking for, like, businesses or groups to um, own, like, one volunteer task, like parking or setup or breakdown. Um, so, and then if it's a business or an organization, we will apply, um, the volunteer hourly rate, um, as like in-kind sponsorship. So they can be listed as a sponsor and recognized for that. Okay. Um, other ways to get involved, really this, this festival is about the people here in our community. So, um, like I've been, I've done a lot of a lot of community events. I've been on a lot of committees. <laughs> Some of us have We're been on, on a, a committee together right now. Yeah, it is um, a lot. Yeah. The, we don't run this committee the same way. Like we mm-hmm. welcome people. We have like the core group of people who are there, you know, every time we meet and they help with like some of the backbone of it. But if somebody wants to get involved, I always ask them like, why? What do you want to bring? What do you want to see? Um, and so some people might just want to do a a specific project or an activity. Some people want to take on just one thing mm-hmm. um, or work on a specific subcommittee like performers or food vendors or activities. So it's really like about the people here in our community and how they want to engage with the festival. So yes, please come to the festival and enjoy it. But if there's something that you want to see there, if you want to carry a flag, you can sign up to carry a flag 
from whatever country your ancestors are from or where you're from. Um, we have over 70 flags. We add more every year based on who's here in the community. So if you don't see your flag, please tell us and we'll mm-hmm. add it next year. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's just so many, so many ways to get involved. But you know, if you, if you feel strongly about wanting to share your culture or do something like that, then we really welcome that because we want it to be for everybody. Yeah, that's great. That's good information. My last question is just reminding people where they can find out more information about the event. Yep. So, um, yeah. This information uh, available uh, at um, our website, Concord Multicultural Festival dot org. Okay. Concord NH Multicultural Festival. Oh, yes. That's sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's long. Multicultural Festival dot org. One way, that's, that's by media. Mm-hmm. Uh, from family to family, uh, groups, and messages. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, we are trying to activate our high school kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> middle school kids too, but still we are, not, we are not there yet, but still every year we are trying. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the staff at Concord High School. I relay the message to... Uh, be the change club. We have be the change club here at Concord High. Uh, we share this message um, like two, one or two weeks prior to the festival. Yes, um, um, some kids participate, but still we are trying to um, bring more kids there. Mm-hmm. This is uh, two ways that, that I mentioned. If you have anything, Jessica, you can. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Like Anna said, the the website is. We do our best to keep it up to date. Um, mm-hmm. I need to update it with all of our vendors and performers, but um, honestly, we just have so many that it's just taking a little bit of time to get it up there. But um, our website is the best place to go if you're looking for it, but also if you can help us share from our social yes, media. Mm-hmm. We have helpful. Facebook and Instagram, and we're trying TikTok. Okay. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why we need younger people involved so they can TikTok for us. Um, mm-hmm. But just helping us get the word out. And, you know, with a with this event, of course, we want to make sure that everybody is welcome and knows about it. So we will a lot of the word of mouth and, you know, outreach into the new American communities and um, just making sure that everybody knows about it and is aware of it. Sounds great. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Good. I just want to say thank you for inviting us. We love talking about it. Um, As you can tell, it's kind of our (laughs) pride and joy. Yeah. Um, It's so much fun. And really, like, there's just so many wonderful things about it that's just so much more than an event. So Mm -hmm. thank you for letting us talk about it and share with everybody. Yeah, well, thank you again so much for being here. And we'll look forward to the event. And I'm happy to share out some information through these channels as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.